Welcome to Broke Talk Podcast, where the mission is to help people recognize things that are broke and unabashedly talk about it. You can follow us on Instagram at Broke Talk Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Broke Talk Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to Joe Anthony Myrick, who actually persuaded me to start doing this podcast i'm very grateful for him he has an act for uplifting people and that's why he started his uh first digital media company called uplift united so you can check that out at upliftunited.com he also has his podcasts on there which are equally as amazing so be sure to check this out uh in addition to that he uh, photographs, he models, he writes, he dabbles in filming, and probably so many other stuff that I'm forgetting. So let's get into it. Why he does all this, how he does all this, and what advice he has for other people. So Joe, you persuaded me to start the podcast, and your um, website is called Uplift United, and you really have a knack, from, a knack of uh, uplifting people, and I can tell that from your uh, podcast mental health check-in um is that did the podcast in any way help you start uplift united make you want to start it uh, it did actually in a in a very strange like domino effect type of way so like one person i had on a podcast was like i want to say episode four five six i don't know numbers i'm not great at math so let's <laughs> let's just say that middle section of the podcast history canon i don't even know what you call it but somewhere in the middle i had uh, my buddy sam gladden someone who used to work under me when i was like the head editor over at daily det and he planted the seed in my head without me even realizing it just as like a joke he's like um I can't remember, like, the full phrase, but he, he says something along the lines of there's going to be, like, a jam organization, a <laughs> podcast, or something like that. And then, like, one day he asked me if we could do a podcast. That podcast ended up being Laughed Grabs. And the more that I thought about, like, doing another podcast, and I just kept thinking, and for some reason, the pop, without me even realizing why it popped into my head, I just thought, huh, what if I did a podcast network? What if I did something bigger? I started asking myself, why would I want to do a podcast network? What can I do with this podcast network? And that's when I started thinking, you know, I could literally uplift people in my personal circle, just grabbing people who I think have loads of potential and hope that this uplift their voices in a way that I think it could be a launching pad for other things like you, for example, you also being part of the network. Thank you for that, by the way. Oh. I think that like this pod, I convinced you to do a podcast because I think you using your voice can be a big springboard into other things like your music, for example. People mm -hmm. hear this, they move over to your music or it's maybe it launches into other things, bigger things, who knows, but I wanted to be like that step one before to help people that I admire and like working with to reach their goals, basically. That was my long-winded brain saying <laughs> that. Yeah, you're really helping people get their name out there. Mm -hmm. And speaking of names, your name is on, on a lot of places. You're a writer, you're a photographer, you're a model, you're a podcaster, mm -hmm. and now founder of this digital media company. So how do you do it all and why? Uh, uh, oh, why? That's a good one. 
is why is probably a lower question. Might be uh, like I kind of had uh, another person on the podcast, Mickey Malkovich, and we kind of talked about how she's another person who takes on a whole bunch of projects. She's a nurse, creative director, model, photographer, uh, Mula, um, makeup artist, whole bunch of stuff herself. And like we both kind of joke that we both take on a bunch of projects because it's it's better than just saying a marinade on like sad stuff going on and stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. And maybe that has something to do with it. But, like, a lot of times, it's that might have something to do with it for me as well. But it's also just me just having too many goals for my own good. Me <laughs> being too ambitious for my own good. Having too high expectations for myself. So I want to do everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes without even thinking of it, I just take things that either I pursue or just randomly fall into my lap. Like, prime example... Uh, this is like a, another development thing, but I'm. I, I can. I guess I can also add singer and dancer to Alice. I'm a part <laughs> of a quarantine musical, so to speak. Oh I, I, I still don't know how that happened, but like <laughs> it's, it's, it's a simple thing. Just like me singing and dancing and in my room, and then just it being added to a whole collection of song dance stuff, and it'll be the production is gonna go out around Christmas time, but. One thing led to another, and I just, I just figured, kind of, why not? And I guess that's half of the things I really dive into, kind of, begin with. Why not? Like me starting this whole right. podcast network, me a platform start with. Why not? Like it's an idea pops right. to my head, and I'm like, no, why not? Because I, I, I don't believe that there's any like such thing as like a bad idea. Like mm-hmm. if there is a bad idea, you never really know it's a bad idea until you do it. So I figured, oh, why not? I would rather do it and fail than to not do it and think five, ten years down the line, oh, I kind of wish I did that, or I should have done this this way, you know? So you say yes and why not to a lot of projects, and people are um, always coming at you with different projects, and you always say yes. Um, So were you always that way? Just a yes, or And how did you get there then? Um, probably just not, just not doing a lot. Like, I guess, like, mm. as, like, in my childhood and, like, even in college, I was kind of a little shy, especially in high school, mm. painfully shy in high school, bit of a homebody. So I kept myself in ways that, like, a lot of people would invite me out to things and I would decline either because I just wasn't willing to come out of my comfort zone or I would just overthink it until I think of the worst worst case scenario and I just would talk myself out of doing it and I did that enough times where I did that enough times to the point that when I finally left college like not even before I left college like my senior junior year I started getting more out of my comfort zone just to sign I've said no to many times I should probably say yes a few times and there are times where I feel like I may need to be selective with my yeses like if you if you say yes to everything that's that's how you end up agreeing to rob a bank and like some crazy like that but um i do try to be open to as much as i can be open to okay and one thing i've always admired about you is you network a lot and you go to a lot of uh, photography events and modeling events you know speaking for myself i'm so shy in doing that Again, did you get to that point? Did you just push yourself to go to all these events? 
uh, me pushing myself. It's uh, one thing I will give myself credit for in high school, even when I was like painfully shy. One way I did come out of my comfort zone was through like public speaking and like mm-hmm. public presentations. Like I would basically psych myself up thinking that like me just being timid and quiet, it's I'm not only going to embarrass myself, but I'm going to get a bad grade. So I would just try to just lunch myself out myself if for lack of a better term like try to pull something out of myself that I don't think was really there but I pulled out myself to a point I people really love my presentations and my public speaking stuff like people would really I would I guess I would bring on like an anime persona so to speak but also be very Mm -hmm. orate at the same time so I kind of carried that into like my college life and especially my post-college life where like I'm pulling myself out of myself where I want to just the goal is to just come out of my comfort zone and just find new opportunities and it might be also to like a little fold like me and my core friend group there's like a there's like a running gag asking like how how fast will it be until Joe just disappears because like we may walk into like say a concert or a party or like a networking event and um they turn around and I'm gone within like five minutes because like I'm I love being with my friends, but I can always be with my friends. If I'm in a mm-hmm. new surrounding, mm-hmm. I want to marinate, migrate to as many different places as I can so I can just meet new people and create new opportunities. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so it seems like that positive reinforcement really helped you. Getting out there, networking, and seeing that you were amazing at it and other people loved it, it really helped you to keep doing it. Yeah. That's awesome. And so going back to all these hobbies and these projects that you have, did you just start to dabble or did you have interest in some of these things like photography or modeling? How did you get so many hobbies? A lot of it is just dabbling and Mm -hmm. I guess with some people they dabble, try different things and then just stick to the main thing they're into and drop everything else. I kept doing that without driving anything so it's just piling stuff on top of piling stuff so it's Mm -hmm. like I'm really into photography I was kind of into photography since I was like four or five I used to go around going crazy with a little Polaroid camera and eventually that illustrated into me trying out modeling like okay I'm it was also just like with that situation it was me just wanting to learn more like I felt like before I could really judge models I need to really understand what meant to be a model so I got in front of the camera same when I tried to Mm -hmm. when I used to really want to do like filmmaking and stuff I took a couple acting classes thinking like oh before I direct people I need to do a little bit of acting and that was cool for a minute and then again with like other stuff um I do so many things I can't even think like off the top of my head all the things I do like I'm literally trying to list in my head like go down the list but mm-hmm. it's it's hard so yeah if you want to ask anything specific about like other things just go right ahead. <laughs> so you went to college did, what did you get your degree in? I got in uh, English and psychology uh, oh. major in English minor in psychology. Okay cool and then you do you write as well for the Hamtramck Review. Uh, not as much recently, but for a good stint from, like, late 2018, 2017, up until, like, the summer of this year, I had a pretty good run with them, 
but I decided I, it was time for me to just, I guess, leave the nest, so to speak, take all the knowledge I gathered from that platform and take it into other platforms, and now I'm kind of trying to use that knowledge to create my own platform, so it's funny right. how that works. That's awesome. So you really created these opportunities for yourself just by going for it. Yeah, I guess that's uh, that's one way to think about it. Like, I'm, I'm appreciative of the opportunities people give me, but I guess that is important to think, like, uh, the opportunities are, how do I word this? The opportunities are what you make them. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of just spitballing here, but, like, you could get all the opportunities in the world, but nothing's sticking if you're not dedicated, committed, and try your best to do your best and I try my best to do my best and a lot of times end up with me finding new opportunities or being in one opportunity and getting promoted into another opportunity so opportunities are opportunities can be what you make them out to be I don't know if that makes sense yeah definitely makes sense okay very cool um, so another thing I was thinking about the other day is how social media kind of traps you in, and you can agree or disagree um, it kind of traps you into one personality and I see with you, you have multiple personalities on there. How do you, how do you navigate social media and how do you not focus on things like number of followers or shares, receipts, and just keep going? Okay. First off, thank you for saying that I've got multiple personalities for all social media stuff. A lot of times I'm just spitballing, so if it, <laughs> if it comes off like different voices, I, I must be doing something right. But, yeah, like with, with social media, the key is that you can't really... With social media, you got to do it for yourself, you know? Like, if you're doing it for other people, trying to get your follower count up, trying to get this many likes, this many retweets, this many shares and stuff like that, you're only going to disappoint yourself if you put a number on it. I've learned that you have to, you got to phase out the noise, you know, you got to phase out the noise and then just ask yourself, okay, why am I tweeting this? Why am I Instagramming this? Even if it's something as simple as just a selfie or trying to promote something like a podcast or an article, why am I posting this on social media? And if the answer is so other people can see it, then sure, that's cool, but do you want to do it for yourself? Do, why do you want other people to see it? Do you want people to just see the hard work you've done? Then that's cool too. But if the thing is you want to get this many likes, this many retweets, this many views, then again, you're going to disappoint yourself. So you just have to kind of enjoy it, you know, enjoy social media, enjoy the process that comes with it. And just don't, take it too seriously. If you take it too seriously, you put yourself in a box and again, you disappoint yourself. So you gotta just find ways to try to have fun with it. Like try to make social media suit for you, like make it fit your glove, you know? Yeah, that's very true. I always have a hard time um, with social media now, just trying to engage my followers and not focus on the uh, shares and retweets and keep reminding myself I'm doing this to benefit people and to really change their minds about certain things. Um, a, a little piece of it is doing it for yourself, right? Because you know you're going to get great things out of it just by doing it. Absolutely. And like you said, that's all about engagement too. Not engagement as far as like, 
views and likes, but just engagement that like you're just being social and everybody loves being social. If you put numbers on it, that's just not fun. It's it becomes kind of like money and like if you're like me, money kind of stresses you out. As soon as you look at that that number, then it becomes like, oh, do I have enough for this, or do I have too less of this? And if you look at social media, it's like, oh, I don't have enough followers, I don't have enough likes, and that stresses you out. But if you look at the social aspects and just try to engage with cool people, either on a networking level or just making like social media friends or however you do it, then then that's when social media gets a little easier. It's easier when you're having fun with it. Right. So you're doing all this um, as your side hustle, and then you have a job, right, that obviously gives you the money to keep on, you know, surviving in this life. Oh, yes, thankfully, especially, (laughs) like, in the middle of the pandemic, jobs are scarce. So I'm thankful to say I got – I actually got a couple – paying jobs like that's another running gag with my friends is that I take on way too many jobs at once like for some (laughs) reason like my brain is wired where I'm always thinking about the next job rather than the current job like even like I mentioned the daily DG job which was a whole lot of work in itself because I was working with writers on their articles posting articles of my own and um just doing the social media there for all the stuff I had to do over there, I was still, like, filling out job applications for my second job. Oh, my God. Just, like, I guess just as, like, a backup plan in case this mm-hmm. job just went south for some reason. But it's, I don't know why my brain is like that. I'm always thinking about the second job. <laughs> no, that's smart because you never know what's going to happen. Right. I had a corporate job, and, at you know, it was this one random day. I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's very smart. Um, can you, you want to s- talk about that for a minute? I'm sorry if I'm uh, I'm used to doing <laughs> no, the interviewing, okay. yeah. so like if I have a question, I can't help but ask. No, um, yeah, I was finding that I was having a language gap with my um, manager. Like I would say things to him, and he just wouldn't understand, or he'd be like, "Wait, huh?" And I would um, he would ask questions that he was supposed to know. And I was new, and I was like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, aren't you supposed to know that? But I couldn't say that out loud. So there was an internal language gap, too, where I was stuttering, and it was hard to find words to speak to him. So at one point, he kind of just blamed me for um, this project that I was working on, and, like, it was completely my fault. And then backtracking what he told me to do, like, to check if I did it, when I told him I did it. And that just frustrated me, and I said, you know, this is a team thing. I shouldn't be blamed for it, and I just left. I I just couldn't stand that ownership or lack thereof. So Yeah, yeah I feel you. I actually think I remember you telling me that, like, in private before, and I apologize for forgetting my memory it's terrible. No, it's all okay. the things I do, you think I'd have a better memory, but a lot of no. things just go out. Like, no. I'm sorry, I was just kind of curious. I, I don't want. I've got. I kind of got follow up questions, but like, I don't want to turn this into the <laughs> the jam podcast or the mental health check in podcast. It's this is your <laughs> podcast. I'm just a guest, so yeah. you're real. <laughs> so I mean, you're forgiven because you do so much. So it's totally fine. Um, do you? Do you ever do nothing? 
Do you ever sit and meditate? Or are you finding that when you do have free time, you're always like, okay, what can I do next for this project or this project? That part. That part right there. <laughs> oh, no. like, I can, it's, there have been times where I try to just pause for a second, and pausing helps. Like, whether a pause is just you taking a break or just at the end of the day just marinating yourself thinking about everything that you've done everything that's coming forward or just relaxing netflix whatever you do to to self-care to self-care and detox a little bit i think that's always useful but for me a lot of times when i do try to do the detox and the self-care i just can't help but kind of like think about what's my next move as far as like mm. work or my projects which in a sense is kind of self-care for me in itself because I oh, okay. I enjoy doing this work like it's it's weird like working kind of it it charges me if that makes sense like yeah it kind of motivates me a little bit okay yeah I always felt bad actually um just doing work but now that you say that work is self-care that makes me feel a lot better for just continuing to do work <laughs> Especially Wait. if that work is something you're passionate about. Yeah, definitely. So do you ever meditate or um, you speak to a lot of people on the mental health check-in podcast who talk about me meditating, journaling, what things do you take out of it? Uh, well, a lot of times I try to do the techniques that people mention on the podcast when I have time. Like I do try to meditate, something I've picked up, lost, picked up again over the years. I've done a little bit of journaling and just the main thing is I try to take away from what people tell me and see how I can bring it to my own life. Like how can I, how can I use the techniques they use to better myself in a way? Because that's, that's really the main thing I really try to do with the podcast, not just for myself, but just for the audience. I'm hoping people are listening and are thinking, mm -hmm how do I take what these people are saying and try to bury myself personally? Like, like I say, every episode, like I want us all to heal. So I hope people are healing. Like I'm, I'm kind of healing just from talking to different people every episode. So I hope people here and they're using it to heal on their own. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So you have these two podcasts and you spoke, you wanted to start another one or you have um, ideas ruminating for other ones. So what's next for you? Um, well, for me, well, I guess I can say for the network, there are a couple podcasts in development. They've, I've been, these last couple of days alone, I've been jotting down ideas. They're sort of long-term ideas. Like one is like kind of like a music radio type podcast I have an idea for. Oh. Another is just a, like, a, I've been playing with the idea of, like, commentary a little bit, so I don't know if I'll get people on to, if not me personally, then they have someone, like, commentate over films or commentate over, like, key sports moments and then just watch them and react to them. Uh, and, like, me personally, podcast-wise, I have another podcast I have in development. It's something I'm doing with my buddies. It may not happen until, like, three four months down the line but it's something where like three of us are just going to get together and just just joke around like we usually do except with a microphone in front of us so um i have a lot of podcasts and developments i hope i can if not do personally then find the right people who i think would do these ideas justice right and you never know you have so many projects and any one of them could become really really huge mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing about today. It's about personal branding. 
-hmm. it's about you as a person so any one of your you know several hundred podcasts can several hundred projects can um be very or lack of words but be very huge and take off um in a few years so that's great right hopefully and hopefully like that means success for everybody like it's called uplift united for a reason i hope us i want us all to be united yeah united in a way where we can just uplift each other so i think if one podcast succeeds and blows up like crazy then we all just kind of blow up like crazy and us as people blow up like crazy you blow up as crazy with your music life and your podcast life and we all just kind of branch off into like our big goals that we have for ourselves right so that's the key like to support people you never know where they're gonna go so selfishly you can gain a lot just by being nice to people absolutely like being nice it's it's not that hard i don't know why so many people don't do it like be nice to people just because it's the decent thing to do and good things come out of being nice to people like that person has a good day or you be nice to someone and they think hey you were you were nice to me i have an opportunity for you or you end up having collaborative thing or a lot of good things happen when you're nice to people and vice versa so you know why not be nice to people definitely and you uplift people too you um bring them up you have this uh need to help people so where does that come from why do you feel so empowered and like you need to do it uh or like yeah it's a hard job so yeah it's it's hard to say i guess it's just like i guess it comes naturally and i really thought about it the only thing i could think is just good home training i had good parents growing up who were in my life my whole life still in my life to this day and they taught me really good morals, values, kindness, stuff that I still carry into my life to this day. So I guess that's where it came from. And I thank them eternally for that. Do you think they gave gave you the ambition as well? Because you have a lot of ambition and drive. I think or did so. that come? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Like, they were, they were both very, my mom and dad are very, like, work-oriented people, like, mm. My mom was always like a hustler in her own right. Uh, my dad, uh, he had, he also had like two jobs at a time. Like I never, I'm, I'm kind of like putting the pieces together. Like wow, that kind of makes sense now. Like yeah, yeah. He, like with with him, he was a security guard and a basketball coach at the same time. So I guess that that might be where I get the multiple job thing from. And again, like I said, my mom's a hustler, so she always had like different backup plans for backup plans and whatnot so that's i i guess i just kind of absorbed that without realizing it yeah that's amazing that's necessary unfortunately everyone doesn't have that but Mm -hmm. you can find so much hope in the internet now so Mm -hmm. which is good um so what do you get out of like photography and modeling can you talk about either at a high level or at each of the levels, which you get out of it? Um, I guess just happiness. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that sounds like a cliche or a vague answer, but that's, <laughs> no. that's the only one that comes to mind. Just, I, especially nowadays, you realize just how short life can be. So, mm-hmm. like, I've always been an advocate for do the stuff that makes you happy. Like, it, whether it be with just 
side passions or even with your job, especially with your job. Like I feel like as as easy and more comfortable it can be to commit to jobs that don't make you happy, that stress you out, but it pays a lot of money like that's and that's not to knock anybody who pays their job but's making good money, but it's I feel for me personally, I it's hard for me to commit to a nine to five that I don't at least like a little bit if because if I don't like it, I'm not going to invest in it. And if I'm not going to invest to it or commit to it, I'm going to do a bad job. So I'd rather make less money doing something I love than doing like a bad job at something I'm getting paid while in. I'm, does that make sense? Yeah. Did you ever have bad jobs? Or how did you know what um, that you were unhappy? What does unhappiness look like um, for you? Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of questions to answer. Um, okay, I'll just, yeah. I'll start with the first one. Have I ever had a, a bad job? I, um, I guess I've had, like, different, like, bad writing gigs or, like, writing, writing stuff that, gone south in a way like here and there uh like as far as like in person so i kind of started like working late so i never had an opportunity to really have a bad job i'm still kind of like new to just working i got my first job like five or six years ago something like that just because like my parents always said focus on school and high school and middle school just focus on school you can worry about jobs later like that the high school diploma if you do nothing else you work towards that first and foremost so I did and then I started job hunting in college and because I didn't have any experience I never really got anywhere until like senior year of college I got a a writing consulting job on campus which writing consulting that's just a fancy word for a tour or a writer <laughs> or writing tour I should say and then I was able to use that to branch into like different writing internships and like that turned into like different writing jobs and within like year and a half, two years into internships and jobs, I was actually focused on writing like professionally full time and it's it's worked out well for me, thankfully. Nice. That's awesome. And so what does unhappiness look like for you? Oh man, looks like <laughs> Looks like April 2020. <laughs> um, actually, I'll even go further than that because, like, as as much as I was like going through a depression earlier this year, 2019 was like way worse for me just because, like, it was unhappiness for me was just a strain of bad luck. Like, uh, it started in like late 2017. My dad got really sick, and he I ended up checking him to the hospital. He he's better now, oh. but just because life is just weird as far as like irony and twist of fates. The day that I checked him into the hospital was the day I got fired from my job, a job that paid very, very well. So that was, that was scary, but I did have like a, a second job that I was still working for. And experience my dad got out of the hospital and I was paying off all the hospital bills. I still have a decent amount of change, but I'm thinking like, Oh, I can like, I can build myself up after this. In January 2019, I get laid off from that job, and I'm basically unemployed for, like, six, seven months. And that, like, lack of security was terrifying. I guess that answers the question there. Like, unhappiness is 
terror and uncertainty because and then after that it was just like a strain of just bad luck that just made the year even worse for me than then you bring into 2020, which 2020 started off really well. Like, I was thinking, as much as 2019, I would say, was, like, the worst year of my life. January, February 2020, I was thinking, wow, this is, like, best year of my life. Uh-huh. And then March came. Not so great. Not so great at all. And, uh, like, it wasn't even, like, like, COVID stuff that, like, really bummed me out. But, like, it was... Uh, just like a, a friend breakup that really just kind of like mm. like tore me down like crazy like um, I'm sorry about signs I'm just kind of like just like trying to think of the right words because without like going into it too heavily just because like I don't want to like just because that person isn't here to like defend themselves, I don't want to just mm-hmm. give a certain perspective of the friend breakup, and just because I don't think that's fair, you know. Right. So without delving too much into it, I'll I'll just say that like it had me feeling not so great for the longest time. I'm sorry. But, um. Yeah. It's. I forget what was the question. I got went to the saddest tangent. I apologize. <laughs> About unhappiness, but I do oh, love right. what you said that unhappiness is a string of bad events because I right. think that's really tangible, mm-hmm. especially people who don't know what, what happiness looks like. Mm-hmm. Like some people actually don't know what that looks like, so they won't know what, what unhappiness looks like. So that's perfect. So if you see a string of bad events, you're unhappy. Do you believe that you manifest all the things that you want in life? Um, like, yes and no. Yes and no. Like, yes in that, like, I do believe that if you push a certain positivity, then, like, positive things come to you. Mm-hmm. But the more I think about it, I wonder, like, like, does it work the other way? I never really thought about it the other way till now. Like... A lot of times it's just like random occurrences. Like you could be doing everything right and then just bad luck comes your way and like bad things happen. And but like I wonder like does it do you think that works as like bad karma where like if you put bad energy, bad vibes in the air, wherever bad energy looks like, you get bad energy in return? Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. And I said uh, and I heard someone saying that karma doesn't work in this in your time frame. Like, it doesn't necessarily happen in your lifetime. It could happen in another lifetime. So. That's interesting. Yeah. That kind of, like, blew my mind. (laughs) But I do think that if you put bad energy out there, you will get it back just internally, too. Just being so negative, you'll attract negative things. Yeah. And, And sometimes it happens as a test for you. So maybe losing that job was a test for you to motivate you to do all the things that you're doing right now. No, we'll co-sign that. I'll definitely co-sign that. Like, if not last year, then definitely this year. Like, the depression I went through, like, this year, like, it domino-affected into me starting this network and really with the podcast because, like, I was so sad in my feelings. But, like, I – how do I put this? I guess to – detract from my own sadness I was really focusing on the sadness in the world just like mm. whether it be in my personal friend group or just looking on the news and seeing that 
They're saying the depression rates are going up and suicide rates are going up with COVID. And it just kind of became mental health or rather mental health awareness kind of became like a special interest of mine. Like I started just doing a bunch of research about mental health and the way the brain works a little more. And I started digging up my old psychology books from high school, not uh, not high school, college, I meant to say. And I I just really wanted to, that was the only thing I really wanted to talk about mental health but I didn't have a platform or a website to really talk about it. So I, one thing led to another as far as like thinking wise, I thought, what if I make a podcast, not just to talk about it, but to just help people who are struggling out there, I think. Right. And then the podcast springboard into other podcasts and podcast network and Uplift United is a thing now. And right. now I've, these last couple months, I've been very, very happy with everything. So yeah. I guess that, and I always, I was just telling the buddy this like the other day, like as bad I was feeling during that depression, or like rather like during that friend breakup, none of this would be happening if I was still friends with that person. It would be cool to still be friends with that person maybe, mm. but if I never, if we didn't have that falling out, I would not have a podcast. I would not have oh this gosh. podcast network. If I wasn't depressed, I would never even think to like focus more into like the mental health field even right. more. So like it's, it's, it goes back to the old cliche. Everything happens for a reason, which mm-hmm. sounds like a cliche, sounds corny, but everything does happen for a reason. So that's, right. I guess I'm living proof of that. I don't know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Like you said, I can agree with that. Most of my projects are from, you know, being in a really low place. So I'm understanding that you should get depression and then all these beautiful things will happen. I'm just kidding. That helps. (laughs) (laughs) But what would your advice be for someone who's a plain Jane, who doesn't have anything going on but wants to because I think a lot of people want to have a podcast or a YouTube or some sort of hobby to put out there because it's very rewarding and I want to mention that you started this mental health check-in podcast um, because you had a degree in psychology and that was your interest so what other advice would you give to that plain Jane person who wants to do these things Uh, just look at yourself within and look at the things around you like when you look within, think about, like, where where is your head at right now? Like, what have been your main interests, your main passions? What's something that you know you can talk a lot about, but you are very, you want to, you want to do more work in, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And then look at the things around you. Again, your interests, the things that just consume your headspace and your physical space. A lot of times you might have, the things you love may be right around you. You may have a camera next to you and you think, hey, I want to do more photography. You may have, uh, I don't know, but you might have something that reminds you of art and you think, oh, I want to try some art. Or if you think, uh, also look at your interests a little more. Not, I'm sorry, not interests, um, the things you're good at. It helps look at the things you're good at too. Like that's kind of how I got into English degrees and like studying and writing because I've always been good at writing. And I really know what to do for a living when I went to college. So I thought, let me let me dig at the thing that I'm very good at and see how I can improve in it and maybe make money out of it. That was just my thinking at 17 years old. But um, yeah, just just think, look at the things around you and think, 
what can I do with the gifts I have? I, right. Does that make sense? Yes, very much so. I think that will help a lot of people. Um, and it sounds like you have a good support system now. So how do you know you have a good support system now versus before? Like you mentioned, losing that friend kind of motivated you to do all these projects. A lot of times it's like adapting sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like you got to work with what you got. Like that, mm -hmm. the reason why that friend breakup hurt me so much was just because that, that friend was my support system. Like they also like got me into thinking more about why not mental health directly. They start, they had me thinking more about self-care and more the way that I, small things about myself, like uh, they focused on like the way I talk about the things I'm sad about and think, hey, I shouldn't, I internalize certain things. So it's like little things like that that made them a really good support system. And when you lose that support system, it gets a little tough, but that's when I decide that I shouldn't just let one person be my support system. The reason this one person was my support system because they were able to dig something out of me that I wasn't willing to just openly share on my own with the people around me. So their absence made me decide, made me actively decide that I'm going to be more open about who I am and what I'm going through with my friends, my family, just people around me, you know? Yeah. So don't rely on one person. That's not fair to them either. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's very putting that putting that strain on one person can be stressful on them as well because you may not even realize it, but everybody's going through their own thing if they're thinking of what they're going through and then they have to try to find a way to console you basically because you're giving all of them your energy but you're not like transitioning the energy to other people and gain other perspectives and and that's another thing, like, sharing more with different people allows you different perspectives, or right? just one singular perspective. You get to see what other people are thinking, mm. and then just decide, how do I afford this to my own life? Like, it helps to look at the friend, look at family, look at therapists, and then just, just kind of, like, do some digging. I don't know, I'm just kind of rambling at this point. No, but that's that awesome. Sense. Well... That is really, really, really great um, advice all around. Everyone should check out your mental health check-in podcast and your other podcast and upliftunited.com because you are a wealth of information. I learned a lot, and I think a lot of people will get a lot of, um, a lot of stuff out of this podcast, especially to get out your comfort zone and dabble in projects. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, nothing I can think of it. <laughs>